Happy Halloween! Today's episode is a special Halloween edition. Today we are sharing horror stories from a past wedding. Not only are they going to make you cringe and be happy you weren't there, but we're also going to give you some tips to make sure you avoid this happening at your wedding. So let's get to today's horrifying episode. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey lovers, welcome to today's very special episode of Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and I'm joined today by Allie, who is also on our team, which you guys know, and I'm so happy that you are here. If you are a longtime listener, thank you so much for tuning in. We so love and appreciate you being with us every single week. In today's episode, we're sharing horror stories from a past wedding and what you can learn from them. And guys, you would never know, having looked at these photos from this wedding, all the chaos that happened on this wedding day. It is still truly one of our favorite weddings and it's gorgeous and beautiful. And I don't even think about these events when I see these photos. However, it still happened and we're aware of it. So we're sharing it with you today. After that wedding, I almost questioned whether or not I would be able to still be doing weddings because it was just such a hard day. But again, you know, we had a great debrief and now we're sharing this horrifying experience with you all okay so let's jump into it let's get all of the tea we finally healed from it yes we finally healed now we're able to talk through this this, this, the trauma that we went through before we dive in I just want to say that before this wedding we were all so freaking excited so excited for it to happen we've been working with this couple for two years it was gorgeous like the design was beautiful all of the vendors were all on board, like going into the day, which is why I was like, something's going to happen. Desiree always says this and it always freaks me out, but usually nothing happens. Usually nothing happens. But this time it definitely happened multiple times. Because I was like, guys, everything is going to be so amazing. I feel so good, which makes me really worried that something is going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, again, like I wish we could share with you guys the photos, but we are not going to from this wedding because we want to protect the innocent. Because again... It doesn't matter now. We really want you guys to know how awesome it was and also like the struggle and the strife that we went through. Okay, so we're going to start off and kind of go in order of the day so you can kind of relive it with us and just see how things kind of happened. And there's going to be some recurring themes that we're going to talk about, what we learned from it. But we want you guys to kind of see how everything <laughs> just keeps adding up. Okay, so Allie, you want to go for first for the first one? Yes. Yeah, so starting off the day, you know, we get there, we do our inventory, we unpack. One of the challenges we realized pretty quickly, which was luckily pretty quickly, we do this like in the beginning. So if we need to pivot, we can pivot, which we did. Our table numbers, they were made out of like this thicker paper. Handmade. Handmade. Beautiful. Handmade paper. Like our calligrapher like painted them on. It was so beautiful. Well, those table numbers did not fit in the holders that we got. 
And these are the standard holders that we typically use. And we like these holders yes. because they're really heavy. And guys, like if you buy random holders on like Amazon or Etsy, they're probably going to be fine. But if there's any breeze, they're just going to fall over because they're not heavy. And that's why we like these holders is because they are like lead balls mm-hmm. painted in silver or gold or whatever. They're beautiful. They're, they're beautiful. super classy. Anyway, these table numbers do not fit in these holders. So immediately we always bring backups. But we don't love to use the backups because sometimes they don't match. So anyway, we had to use the backups. And Desiree had to completely redraw the numbers because we had to flip them over, redraw them because we had to switch the sides. So originally they were vertical. We had to switch them to horizontal because of the holders that we had. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we went through a couple different options for the... So we had some backup holders that we just brought, and then also the venue had some backup holders. But in order for the paper to look right and not like it was a mistake, Mm -hmm. we had to turn the paper horizontal so we couldn't use the correct version that the calligrapher had so beautifully painted on. And so luckily, slash not luckily, but luckily I kind of practiced doing calligraphy in my study time. (laughs) It's relaxing and calming. But I didn't have paint. We didn't have time for paint. So we basically used hand chalk slash calligraphy, the table numbers. Yeah. It turned out fine. Nobody it did. Yeah. I was sad, and I feel like the calligrapher was sad. But, you know, now we know that not all papers, which we know, like, not all papers created equal. But we had never had that happen with Next up was yard work. <laughs> <laughs> so at this venue, which we love, I think it was because it was the time of year there were more grass clippings than normal on the grass. And so we had to take some time to rake up the grass clippings. Normally, you know, like there's, you know, there's groundskeepers that do this stuff. We wanted to get the ceremony area set up. So we're like, we can't wait. We got to do this. And so we were raking the grass clippings so that in again, like that was fine, but we could have and should have probably been doing other things. Yeah, so there were three of us from our team with rakes trying to rake up this grass, put it in bags, get it out of the way. Luckily, the grounds team did help. It just, like, we wanted it to be done much quicker so the floors could get in there. But that was something that just took away from other things that we should have been doing because this wedding entailed a lot of details. It did. It did. And I feel like that's also kind of our personality is because we just don't want to wait. We just want to get it done. Get it done. Yeah. But also it was hilarious because I think I was like, up in the reception tent, like doing something. And I turn around, Desiree's literally raking the grass. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Gotta be done. We do everything, all the things. Okay. Next, which I feel like is definitely a recurring theme, especially with the types of venues that we are, is the wind is just never on our side. Ever. 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 If you were outside. We're always on the water. Mm -hmm. Like all of the venues we go to are normally on water and there's always gusts of wind. Even if you're not even by the water and you're like up on a hill with a view, there's going to be wind. Like you guys don't realize there's always a wind because like your people, you're heavy. You don't have giant objects or flowers in small bases. Anyway. So this one, we had a custom escort card display, which you guys have seen before. You know, it's like something large with the escort card items hanging off of it. You guys have seen them. Many people have them. Again, because there was definitely a wind that day. It was stronger than normal. It blew over. It blew over after the florist had already put the florals on it. Luckily, the signage wasn't on and our escort cards were not on there yet. Correct. But This was during setup. Yeah, we, this was definitely during setup. 
we were, you know, we had had it set up, they put it into place and, you know, our team was letting the forest decorate the Expo card display and we were doing other things. Literally, we look to the side and it just blows over, which like, okay, these things are, I think it's like six feet by eight feet. It's big. Huge. Basically, it's a giant sale. Yeah. And that is the problem is it wasn't staked in. We've had it before, but it wasn't in this position at this particular venue. So the wind was stronger that day and it basically acted as a sale, knocked it over. Fine. We can like put it back up, get some sandbags, which the venue was able to help us with getting sandbags. The bigger issue was like the flowers fell off mm-hmm. in the greenery, so it wasn't that had to be redone. Two, there was a giant to me. It was a giant gash in the front of the escort car display. It was hand, you know, it was painted a custom color. Took the paint off. It took the paint off right in the middle. Yeah, I'm like it's huge and glaring. So I call the person. Hey, this happened. Can you come back and fix it? Oh, I'm already like an hour away. Oh my gosh. So basically, I hemmed and hawed. Is he going to come out? This is the person that made the display for yeah, us. Correct. I was like, should I call my husband to meet you? And then he'll come over and he'll bring it over. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm towing a big truck. It's going to take me longer to get there. I'm not going to get there until like right before the ceremony time. And I was like, oh, my God. It was traumatic. And I'm guilty of like getting my mind set on like a, you know, a decorative display installation idea. And I just want it to happen. Allie had to be like, we just have to move it in. We have to move it somewhere else. And I was like, okay, fine. And at this point, it was probably like two hours before the ceremony was about to start. And like we mentioned how we tried to get sandbags. It took Mm. people to find the sandbags at the venue. I think they even had to check the the hardware store. Oh, they They were making them. Yes. So it took like an hour just to get those, which takes a lot of time. And then at that point, we just have to make a game time decision of, should we move it? Should like, what's safety. the safety? Exactly. God forbid this falls on a guest during cocktail hour because our Desiree's vision was to have it on the lawn with the lake as the backdrop. Beautiful vision, but it just wasn't going to work. It was the photo op I just really wanted. The always, like, it's always the photo op. Do it for the gram. Do it for I'm the gram. I'm guilty of it. But I was like, no, we have to move it in. Yes. It's just, it's just how it has to be. And so our lessons learned were, guys, you just always have to have a plan for that wind, which now we have sandbags in our kit and we're aware of this, but we also just think through them more, even more so. But then also, if you do have something painted, have a can of that paint with you so that if something happens, then you can just do a quick touch up and you don't have to worry about it. So anyways, and then you can talk about the web bases. So yeah, that wasn't it with the wind. We kept battling the wind. So for all of our cocktail high tops, we always have mud bases on them. And those are normally on the lawn as well. And the wind just kept knocking over the bud bases, a.k.a. the water went all over the linens. Oh, it happens. This is normal. This is normal. And it's like really sad. There's not a whole lot you can do because... You want I mean, it to be pretty. Are aware of this, yeah, florists are aware. So we kept having to deal with linens being wet, trying to dry those off, and then also one of the bud bases smashed on the ground, glass went everywhere because the wind. It was just like nonstop, one thing after another. And that actually made me remember also for their sweetheart table, they it was like an hour before doors opened, the wind again, which is further away, knocked over the centerpiece on their sweetheart table. So we had to like take it off air it out there's like one of the videos in my like I'm panning through the room and you can see that the linen is kind of like spread out over the chairs over the chairs to help it dry out and then we obviously we fixed it it's hard because you you're balancing aesthetics 
in design because a lot of times these vases are designed a certain way. And then the flowers, you want beautiful flowers, so they're going to be top heavy. Mm-hmm. It's just science. Yeah. But anyway. this is just like one thing after another. Like everywhere we turned, something was falling, something was blowing. We're like telling our team, like, pivot, pivot, pivot. It like, was a windy day. Yeah. Okay. All right, moving on. So we're getting a little bit now into like the ceremony portion of the day. So normally we like to start, we say on our scripts or in our timelines that we start at 5.05. We're like, what, you know, five minutes late, basically. It's like theater time. The theater's never going to start at showtime because they always know that there's people that come in late. So we were going to, and I was ready. Like we were all ready 15 minutes early. Like we were ready to start on time. We're like, yes, this is awesome. There were people that arrived and they were in the bathroom. And there was another person that was, like, not very mobile. And so we had to get them to the ceremony area, which is fine. Like, you know, there's a golf cart. And we can move the people that are less mobile. And that's totally fine. The venue wanted to wait because these people were in the bathroom. And I was like, okay, fine. So we ended up starting the ceremony, I think, like, 10 or 12 minutes late. Which I'm like, oh, I hate. But I'm like, okay, fine. It's like, you know, lesson learned that... Next time I will not do that. If there's two people in the bathroom, I'm just going to go because I don't know how long you're going to take. And this is, you know, it's a ceremony. people. Yeah. We, we need to keep to our schedule because you guys will see that other things happened because we kept going. And with that, it's just like we let the wedding party process down the aisle. Once the bride and groom are up at the altar, then we will have the yeah. guests come in quietly through the back. So obviously they're going to still be a part of the ceremony. It's just we need to get the show on the road. So we started a little bit late. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, we'll make it up later. I'm totally fine with it, right? I'm like, I'm not freaking out yet. Uh, yet, 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 yet. But I actually forgot to mention. So we had our ceremony rehearsal the day before with the officiant. He has the time. He practices everything. He has. He wrote the script, right? And so, you know, we cue him to make the announcement for everyone to sit down. Please, you know, silence your phones, whatever. And then he keeps reading into the ceremony. Meanwhile, we haven't processed our people down the aisle, which our stage manager is like, wait, got you. Wait. And so she stopped him before he got too far. But again, it was just like, I just, it was just like another thing that happened that never, ever happens. Like just to give you guys an example, the bridesmaids and groomsmen had not walked down the aisle yet. And he was already saying, we're gathered here today. And we're like, wait, <laughs> like nobody is ready. This is not it. But again, it's fine. And then he made a joke about it later. He was like, I was just super excited. I'm like, I think like if something like that happens, just go with it. Like make a joke, make a comment. Yes. It's fine. Like no one cares. It's really fine. It's just like this never happens and it happened today. All right. So we go through the ceremony. Everything else was fine. We have Beautiful. Everything is great. And then the bride does a hair change, which is totally fine. We had it in our timeline that she's going to go from an updo to a downdo. So beautiful. I loved it, actually. And it was like a surprise. We had it built in into our timeline that it was going to take 20 minutes. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, t- you know, take some pins out, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like all of the hairstylists are like, God, no. It's not going to take 20 minutes. So she didn't tell us how long it took at her trial to redo. So it actually took 35. And so, again, like, we started the ceremony but late. And now we're a little bit behind because she's getting the down due, which is, it looks beautiful. But again, like we're, you know, time is adding up. And when this is the bride that you're waiting on, like you literally cannot start anything. So we couldn't do the call to dinner on time because she was still getting her hair done. So we just kept extending cocktail hour. And she wanted to attend cocktail hour, which is fine. Like again, okay, great. You know, but she's like, can I just go for like 10 minutes? I'm like, yes, go out, say hi. Like, please do that. I want you to, I don't, I don't want people to feel like, you know, we're hurrying them along and they can't enjoy their day. But 
as you will see, time was not on our side. So then we move into the dinner portion of the evening. We do call to dinner. All the guests sit down. They start serving the first course. And I was in the dinner tent at this time. And all of a sudden, I see a bunch of people start getting up and swarming one table. And I thought that this was like a photo op. I was like, oh, they're all wanting to take a photo. I was like, kind of weird because dinner service just started. Why are we like now taking photos? Everybody starts getting up and swarming this table. Then I see one of the servers like start running. And she's like, I'm calling 911. Like somebody just passed out. And I was like, what? At that point, that's on the venue to deal with. And so I go back in to tell Desiree. I'm like, Desiree, this is what's happening. And then someone runs in. They're like, does anybody know the Heimlich? So then we're like, is somebody choking? Is somebody passed out? Like the person's now on the ground at this point. Everyone's surrounding them. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was so terrible. It, it was tense. so scary. Yeah, it was It was tense because, you know, we as planners, you know, we're not going to get into whole like liability and all that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, this venue was great. The GM was there. Was the, and They had the ambulance coming, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of physicians there, you know. We are there to assist if we need to, but also we don't want to get in the way. You know, basically, like, Allie did the exact right thing. She saw something happening. The server was already on it, and then she told me. And then, you know, I'm in touch with the venue to see if there's anything, you know, that we need to do to change, fix, or whatever. So, anyway, the guests ended up being okay. They basically, I think, were just dehydrated. They were dehydrated, and, yeah, (laughs) that's kind of it. Honestly, Thank God that was all that it was. But in the beginning when we weren't sure, it was very scary. And so as you could imagine, this did set the entire dinner service back even longer. So what happened was obviously all this commotion is happening. Dinner service kind of stops. The staff is great and they're still trying to continue to serve other people. But we don't know what this table is going to do. Are they going to go home? Do they want to go to the hospital? They asked us if we could bring the bus back so they can go home, but then they can't decide if they're going to go home. So then the venue is like, do we serve them the meal? Do we not serve the meal? It was problematic because then we want the guests to have whatever meal they selected. And so basically the venue was holding on to the rest of the meal so that none of our vendors got to eat. Totally fine. The problem with this, and like this happens all the time, I feel like this is like a taboo slash, you know, hot topic that people talk about is like whether or not vendors should get served first. The problem with this is because then the band and there's 10 of them in the band, they can't get their meal. If they have not eaten, we cannot start the show and we cannot move on with remarks, toasts, stances until the band's eaten. Like Mm -hmm. they're going to be working for the next five hours and they've been there. So we have to feed them. So then we were like, I don't know. I think at this point, like 30 minutes behind the guests got taken care of. The band, you know, was eventually fed. But again, like we were behind schedule. And again, I feel like this wasn't our fault, but this is like stuff that we have to deal with and have to, you know, problem solve. So then since we had this delay with the guests during dinner, we did end up deciding to call the transportation company. Hey, can you actually come earlier? We had a medical emergency. A family wants to leave. So they were totally fine with that. So the bus comes, picks up the family to leave the venue and bring them back to the hotel. Now, this venue is like 40 minutes away from the closest hotel. So it sets the transportation schedule now completely even further back because we had to let this one family leave and it took the bus away from the venue for probably like an hour and a half. It was problematic because the time for the bus to go back and forth from where it was supposed to be going prevented it from being on schedule for the rest of the night. And Mm -hmm. so that just like 
was a cluster. Yeah. And it was annoying. And transportation companies can be really weird about pivoting on the spot because they're only allowed certain amounts of mileage, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like the driver could get in trouble if they're not following the correct route. So that was also trying to explain the situation and like, you know. Figure it out. Figure that out. So not only did this timeline now set back the band and dinner service, but we also had a dessert vendor coming right after dinner that was going to be like a fun experience for guests. And these poor people had to wait, I want to say like an hour plus. Like they were there at the scheduled time we asked them to be. They were supposed to start at eight o'clock. They were supposed to start at eight o'clock. Dinner went so far back. Mm -hmm. I don't think we could start the dessert until nine o'clock like and you know as soon as people are done eating they don't necessarily want to get up and get dessert right away so it was like dancing had started too and then we finally started serving the dessert they were the sweetest people thank god because it was just I felt terrible I did too because they were supposed to be there from like 8 to 9 30 so it wasn't until the end of the night but you know it was like dinner part whatever post dinner right right and they didn't start till nine so basically they're only supposed to be there for a half an hour more and they're like do you want us to stay later and at that point we're like yeah is that okay and they're like yeah I might, we just might have to charge extra and I was like that's fine like mm-hmm. we understand and like I know that this couple again would have been fine with that because they were super understanding and I like they were super excited about this thing so they wouldn't have wanted them to leave anyways mm-hmm. early so they ended up staying until like 10 maybe even like 10 like definitely like a little bit later mm-hmm. and again like this this venue is kind of further away so I, I was we were super appreciative of that but like this is also something like to think about with like photographs and video because typically a lot of times photo and video don't even stay until the end because that's extra hours, right? And so we were behind. And so I'm pretty sure that photo and video had to stay an extra half an hour. They didn't charge us for it. And like this vendor was super nice because we went to them after. We were like, hey, like how much do we owe you because you had to stay late? And they're like, it's fine. Like a guest passed out. Like, we understand there were yeah. things that were out of your control. And they were super nice about it, both photo, video, and this dessert v- vendor. But I mean, that could have definitely cost our couple a lot of money because it was extra time that they weren't the vendor wasn't planning for mm-hmm. so again like it's important that you guys we stay on time for reasons like this speaking of planning ahead today's episode is brought to you by our wedding planning template shop right now it's the beginning of the year and you want to get your wedding planning organized I highly recommend our ultimate wedding planning checklist and our budget bundle. The checklist is a game changer that tells you what to do when as you plan your wedding. And our wedding budget bundle contains both a budget and a vendor payment tracking chart. So you don't have to worry about missing any of your vendor payments or overspending because it has all of your categories spelled out just for you so you can create a spending plan. Get access to all my wedding planning shortcuts and more in the wedding planning template shop at shop dot verveventco.com again that's shop dot verveventco.com and use our code podcast 10 for 10 percent off your entire purchase again that's podcast 10 at checkout for 10 percent off your entire purchase finally after like dancing started dessert was over it was just like funny desiree lauren and i like went outside and just finally started eating dinner. It was like nine something. It was late. And we were just like in the dark. And we felt so defeated about like things that were going on throughout the day. It was just 
honestly comical looking back just like us eating dinner in the dark in the dark well i think part of it was like well one i think i gave my meal to the one of like photo or video i think because again like the meal has got messed up yes. and i was like it's fine like i feel like i'm also a host and i don't i want my vendors to be taken care of i'm fine i will get something right so i had them photo and video also because things were just chaotic they also didn't get to eat. So they were also eating in the dark with no light outside far away. It's like a soapbox of mine. I really like to have a set aside place or a room for vendors to eat their meals. If something like this happens, sometimes people will have the vendors eat in the dining room, which I think is kind of weird because I don't want to set another like fancy table for all of us. We don't need that. On the flip side, I want them to have a place to just be able to like take a minute, take a breath. Event was happening. That space where we would have normally eaten was taken up again by all of the guests using it because it was back to like dinner, new dancing. So the only place that was left was to go in the dark where it's starting to get cold. And it's kind of hard to eat your food in the dark. Yeah. And it's like on your lap. Like there wasn't a table. We had like silverware. It was very defeating. It was very defeating. And it was like, that was like really one of the roughest. I think that was definitely the roughest day we've had. It was was really hard. Okay. So then, you know, we're finally at the point of the night where we can start packing up things. Usually our team will start tearing down things that aren't in the guests like view that we can just get ahead of. So once 11 o'clock hits, we don't have like a ton, a ton to do. So we we started, I think, you know, removing stuff for from the ceremony because it's in the dark. Nobody can see. We're like doing all the things. And Lauren and I like are walking things to, to the car and we start getting whiffs of weed. Oh, my God. And we were like, oh, my goodness, which is, you know, like it's totally fine. Like in New York, it's legal now. So that wasn't the concern. The concern of who it was coming from, right? Well, Because the band does go on breaks. I think like two or three breaks throughout their set. So we discovered that it was one of the band members smoking weed out in front of all of the guests, which was not okay. It was further away. They were at their car. No, not at, they no. were at the car. But still where the guests could be. Yes, yes. Like, like it I wasn't, was not happy when I found out. It was not Okay. Just not when you're, like, being paid to perform during your service. Like, that's just... Exactly. This is, like, going back to, like, should the band get to drink? You know, da, da, you know, we're, that's for another episode. We'll talk about that in another episode. But I was not happy when I heard that they went through a puff of smoke when, like, a guest could be experiencing that. Also, this venue is actually technically smoke-free. Smoke-free. So, also, a no-no. So, that was, like, again, like, we have never had this happen where a band is smoking... But it happened tonight. Of course, it happened that day. Why wouldn't it? It's just unprofessional. That's kind of what it was. So we had to deal with that after the event. Yes. So we didn't address it that day, but I definitely addressed it with them that Pat, after the wedding, you know, to talk through, you know, our position on this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Also on, I don't think it was this same band break, this break, the music, because, you know, a lot of times the band DJs a set right during their break and that's totally fine that's totally normal so everyone's dancing and the music the playlist ends and there's no one there to turn it back on oh my gosh it was so bad and it's just like guys why and obviously like their setup is very complicated and lauren jumped in and was like i can try to figure it out like again like she should not have to do that yeah luckily she was there she like noted it super super fast but like that is a huge buzzkill like, like major you're dancing and it's oh there's no music yeah again 
we had to talk about that with the band afterwards too. I mean, I don't even think that the couple was in the room or noticed, but still like, I don't want that stuff happening at our events. That's not acceptable. Also, it's so bizarre because this was like our dream vendor team. So it was just weird that all of these things were happening that day. All together. I kept all being together. like, it's not normal. Yeah. And we kept just being like, oh, it's a fluke. Like, this is random. But it continued to get worse as the day went on. Mind you, again, like all of these things are mainly behind the scenes. Guests really wouldn't know any of it. But anyway. So just for the cherry on top, things did get worse. If you think they wouldn't, they did. So at the end of the night, some of our team always collects the couple's like personal items and we will go put them in the wedding suite of the couple. Yeah. So like, you know, depending on how the venue is set up, we'll collect your champagne flutes, your guest book, all of like your stationery, your paper, your gifts, your cards, all of that stuff. So it's super, super easy. And I tell people like literally all you have to do the next day is pick up the box and put it in your car. Right. So it's super easy, super simple. So we always check with the couple before the day of the wedding and we say, hey, what do you want us to do with your personal items? Do you want us to give it to a parent, a family friend, or we can place it in your room at the end of the night? Because a lot of our weddings have after parties. So the couple is usually on to the next event with the guests. And we've done this for every wedding. The hotel always knows. They always give us a room key. Also, the room key is just important throughout the day. If somebody forgot lipstick or whatever, we run in, run out. It's super easy. So Lauren and I pack up all of their belongings, you know, we're like hauling all of these boxes up this elevator and we get up to the suite. I want to say this is honestly like 10 minutes after the reception ends. Like it's very, it's no, yeah, it's very short after Mm -hmm. all of the guests, you know, are honestly still like lingering around. Like they're trying to get on the bus or go to the after party across the street. So... We finally get up to the correct room and Lauren, you know, we knock, of course we knock, we don't hear anything. And Lauren goes, okay, well, I'm going to knock again, you know, just to be sure. I'm like, perfect. Love that Lauren. She's always on it. So we knock again, don't hear anything. So we start to go in and Lauren looks at me. It was funny. I remember this so vividly. She looks at me and she was like, hey, when I open the door, I'm going to yell again just to check. I was like, perfect. Go right ahead. So we open the door. Lauren's like, hello, hello. Anybody in here? Nobody answers. Great. We have the green light. So when you walk into the suite, there's a really long hallway. Very dramatic. It's gorgeous. Very long hallway. So we start to you know, get all the boxes in the door so we can shut the door behind us. As we're starting to take steps into the suite more and more, we realize we are not alone. (laughs) We realize we hear somebody say, hey, hey, hey. And me and Lauren look at each other and we're like, this is not happening right now. Like, I can't even tell you guys the fear that came over us. We were mortified. We literally, (laughs) I can't even say it. We literally drop everything we have and we just like book it out of the room. Like we just, you know, piled it up. We turn around, we walk away and we run to the elevator. Like our hearts are racing. It was just the cherry on top. Like, of course it would happen. It's never happened to us. We've done this 10 times. It's never happened to us. We get in the elevator <laughs> Lauren looks at me and she goes, this is officially the worst day of my life. (laughs) It was just so insane. Like, of course it would happen. Mind you, like I said, really long hallway. Luckily, the suite is set up where it's like just like very far apart from anything. They have no idea. 
still to this day, they probably have no idea. But it was terrible. Like, terrible. (laughs) Oh, God. And that ends the day in our rundown of everything that happened. I mean, I think the only explanation I have literally for this day is that it was a full moon. Honestly, we looked, we're like, it was a full moon. I have no idea. I mean, like, none of this has ever happened before. And it's like, we have stuff in place to prevent stuff from happening. But yeah, and then also everything happened on this one day. It's not like, you know, and Mm -hmm. always, guys, with weddings, something is always going to happen. Something always goes wrong, whatever. And like, we fix it. That's why we have such good plans in place, because then we have time to remedy whatever issue Mm -hmm. has popped up because you just can't plan for everything, right? Literally just the dominoes just kept falling and falling and falling and falling and it just never ended. Ever. And all of the stuff that happened, like truly most of it was out of our control. And so after this day, you know, we all took the weekend to just... I was like, I'm going to quit. No, I didn't say that, but I was like, I don't even know, honey, if I can, like, I was telling my husband, I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this for, like, I don't even know. And you can't say that on the worst day. And now we have have rebounded. We had a really good debrief. We, We have, like, new policies in place, more, like, processes of, like, how we do things. And we definitely learned from the experience. I think that we're a stronger team for it. Yeah. For sure. But this is why... You know, when you work with a wedding planner, experience matters. Like, Mm -hmm. you're paying for them to have gone through these terrible, horrible ordeals, and they know how to deal with it. It's happened to them. You know, I'm not saying there's anything bad about new planners, but, you know, when someone is charging a certain amount and you're like, you disagree with it, it's probably because you're paying for their 15 years of experience to understand and to know what to do in case something happens. And you're trusting them to make the right decision because you don't want somebody coming to you throughout the entire day. Hey, what do you want us to do about this? This is happening. No, you're just trusting. Desiree will just make the decision and you won't even know. Like you'll know. And if you do see something that was different, it was definitely for the better. And yeah, this couple had literally no idea. No idea. It was so beautiful. Like so beautiful. It was definitely one of our most beautiful weddings very unique too yeah so that wraps up today's episode on wedding horror stories i hope you enjoyed listening to our recap of one of the most stressful days of our (laughs) lives i definitely have more gray hairs because of it it's okay now though because we're on the other side and everything turned out well but it was a hard thing to come back from for sure but i hope that our pain helps you have a better wedding in some form or fashion and that us reliving this was both comical, educational, entertaining. All the things. Of course, if you have follow-up questions and want to talk more in depth about something you heard on the podcast today, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, leave your Instagram handle, what your question is. If you guys want us to do like a live and we can talk about these things, we're happy to do that. Also, let us know if you want us to keep doing lives. I feel like they're just not helpful for you all, which, you know, whatever you guys want, we're happy to do. And that wraps up today's episode on wedding horror stories. I hope you enjoy listening to our terrible, horrible recap of one of the most stressful weddings that we have had to date. It is okay now because we are on the other side and everything turned out well. Hopefully you can tell from our laughter that we were 
mostly over all the PTSD from that wedding. But again, this wedding demonstrates just how much can happen at a wedding, even when you have literally the best laid plans and how when you hire a wedding planner, you're not just hiring someone to make sure your plans fall into place. You're hiring them for their skills and experience as a wedding planner and also to protect your investment. So if you're not hiring a wedding planner, whoever you are getting to fill in that role has a very important job and you want to make sure you're putting the right person in that position that is going to succeed and not fail. I truly hope all of our pain and discomfort benefits you and your wedding in some form or fashion, or at least you got some laughs. Of course, if you have any follow-up questions or want to talk more in-depth with me and or Allie, please leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, your question, and your Instagram handle, and we'll address it in a future episode and, of course, follow you back. You can also leave us an anonymous voicemail on our wedding planning hotline at 585-210-3467. Again, that's 585 585- Two one zero three four six seven. And if you are a newbie wedding planner and you are eager to learn how you can take your business to the next level and avoid all these terrible experiences that we had, you can learn about my new coaching program at verbevenco.com forward slash coach. And we can have a strategy call to identify what your business needs the most and how we can help you get there. Okay, before we wrap up today's episode, let's give a shout out to today's review of the day. Today's review is from Danny9899 and Danny writes, five stars. Thank you so much for sharing so many tips. I'm starting my wedding planning business. I've planned events in the past, but never has a business and it definitely helped me with some tips and especially the opportunity to learn from the experts. Love your show. Thank you. Yay, Danny. Thank you so much for leaving this show a review in Apple Podcasts. I am so glad that you are starting your own wedding planning business. I originally set out to make this podcast for couples, but I never thought about all of the vendors that are listening to it. And so I love hearing from all of my fellow planners and vendors in the industry who are also enjoying all of our episodes episodes. It's truly the best compliment to know that you guys also think that we are worth listening because we love it and we will talk to anyone that listens to us. That is all for today's special, horrific Halloween Horror Stories episode. I hope you laughed and learned something while we revisited this nearly traumatic wedding day. If you are listening live when this story airs or when this episode airs, which is Halloween Eve on October 30th, I hope you have a wonderfully spooky Halloween. I think you guys can probably tell I love Halloween. So if you dress up this weekend or you're dressing up this week or tonight or tomorrow, I would love to see it. So please tag me on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast, and I will be sure to tag you or share you if you want me to. This year, my daughter is going as Wednesday Adams. My husband and I were Morticia and Gomez Adams last year for Halloween, but my son is being a poop and won't dress up with us. He really doesn't identify with Pugsley, so I get it, but I'm still holding on to my dream of all of us going as the Adams family one year. I knew when I married him, that one day we were going to do it. I'm still holding on to that dream. This weekend, actually this past weekend, we drove to Abingdon, Virginia. Shout out to Southwest Virginia. It's a small town in Southwest Virginia, not West Virginia, Southwest Virginia. And that's where I grew up. And we went down for my high school reunion. So we spent, it's like a Southern version, I think, of Salem. 
in this beautiful little town, catching up with my friends. The kids got to go trick-or-treating on Main Street, which is actually a fun fact. I don't know if it still is, but at one time when I lived there, it was the longest Main Street in the country and the Guinness Book of World Records for having the longest Main Street. But anyways, my reason for this long story is that we were in the car because it's a 12-hour car drive to Abingdon with stops and everything. And we were listening to Halloween music, and my daughter said, Mom, you know what we should go for as Halloween next year? We should go as Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I am still holding on to the Adams Family dream. But if we get to go as Alvin and the Chipmunks, which I loved growing up as a kid, I would be so excited. My husband would love it too because he literally has to do nothing. He can just go as Dave and not dress up at all basically he's like a sweater vest i think in khakis and then i will probably be simon because i have glasses and i'm the taller of the rest of the three of us my son will probably be alvin and then isla will probably be theodore but we will see they might fight over that but anyways if you guys are dressing up for halloween tag me i would love to see it for today's episode show notes visit verveventco.com slash 117 that's 117 thank you again for joining me today i love spending time with you in your earbuds and hearing all of your thoughts and your views on apple podcast or spotify to connect with me further make sure you follow us on instagram at ask the planner podcast until next time may your wedding be as magical and spook free as possible Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 